0: there is no future yet. There is no past. Be and enjoy that moment and let go of control. Embrace that discomfort.
1: That's Dan talking about the tension between feeling in control and being in the moment. The urge to maintain control is powerful, especially in sales. In this episode, Dan breaks down the need for control, why we're so driven by it, and how you can be totally present and engaged with your prospects. I'm Kylie Schmitz.
0: I'm Dan Lappin, and this is Breaking Sales, a non-conformist take on rejecting the sales status quo. Join the Lappin 180 team as we break the tried and died sales tactics and techniques that are failing you and your prospects. Kylie, we're at the beginning of the year. Any themes that you're picking up on from your clients?
1: I think most of my clients are focused right now on taking the goals that they've identified for the year and mapping it out, figuring out what do they need to do on a regular basis to make those goals happen.
0: But at some point, right, you got to go from mapping it out to doing
1: that's what we're using our 12-week growth plans to, to do.
0: Yeah, doing's hard though, isn't it?
1: Yeah, very. Yeah,
0: what I've noticed in that is that there's two things that occur right now. People look at their business, whether they're a sales professional or business owner or a, a VP of sales or whomever it might be, even like a chief growth officer or revenue officer, and you look at your business and you think, okay, where are we? One perspective could be, hey, we're looking pretty good right now life's good. Looks like our pipeline was was built nicely. But at some point right in the year, even if life looks good right now, you're going to have that come to Jesus moment and you got to look at your business and think, okay, how's this playing out? I think for a lot of folks that we coach, that time frame usually occurs somewhere around April and May based on their sales cycles. But then as the other perspective, which is I don't like where my business is. I'm unsure what's going to happen. I need to get things moving. I got to get things built now. Otherwise, this year is going to be gone in a blink of an eye. That's another perspective too, right?
1: Yes. We just had a discussion yesterday about pipelines and are you keeping prospects in your pipeline that you know are not going anywhere to make yourself feel good? Or are you realistic with yourself on where your pipeline truly is at and have identified ways in which you can build it back up if it's not where you want it to be?
0: You know, Kylie, what you just shared makes me think of one word that I wanted to talk about today, anyways, which was control and how powerful that need for control plays out day after day, week after week, month after month for business owners business executives, sales professionals, and everybody else, right? Because when you look at your pipeline and you want to maintain or feel that, that feeling, that confidence, and that security of control, you look at your pipeline, what are you going to say?
1: Oh, well, things probably just got busy. They'll get back to me. They haven't told me no yet.
0: You're going to look at your pipeline. You're going to think, they're going to close.
1: Yeah, it'll happen. They
0: love us. They like us we've done really well. They can't afford not to choose us. You're going to come up with all those reasons why the prospects in your pipeline should be doing business with you. Because as soon as you could come to that conclusion, whether real or not, you feel comfortable. You feel in control. You don't have to do much different. It takes a lot of courage to denounce control, which means you have to look at your pipeline and say, okay, let's be true." objective here. Who's really in a position to make a change and why? If I put myself in their shoes, should I really make this change? And what's at stake? When you become very real with your perspective of your pipeline, it feels like you're letting go of control.
1: And I think the other word that comes to mind is tension. I had a client this week tell me that on his 12-week plan, he had slotted in on a daily activity. He wanted to have 30 minutes devoted each day to business development. And he said last Thursday, he didn't do his 30 minutes and he felt tension around it. He had discomfort because he didn't, he didn't accomplish what he had wanted to for himself.
0: What happens when that feeling of tension meets the need for control?
1: What happens at that
0: coffee where tension and control are face to face?
1: I think probably uh, control is going to win because control, I would say, is driven by the ego, and your ego wants you to feel good. Your ego wants you to feel safe. Your ego doesn't want you to feel like you're not good enough or you're not you're not doing enough.
0: And here's the hardest thing about that: control is a subconscious. Need it's a subconscious pursuit. We don't even know a lot of times when we're in that mode. It just takes us over. You have to look at your business whether you think your business is looking great, life is good, or you look at your business from the other perspective of oh crap, I'm not where I want to be. I got to get things going. One of two things is going to happen. You're going to look at the actions that you. Could take or need to take. And you're going to have to decide are you willing to give up short term control where you let go of the need to control by taking on risks, taking new actions, and trying to develop new skills? Because in order to do any of that, you've got to give up that feeling of short term control. So do you give up that feeling of short term control now so that you can feel more in control later? Or is it the vice versa? which is what most choose, where they don't want to give up the feeling of control now. They don't want to experience the discomfort of trying something different, implementing a new process, 12-week growth plan, or becoming more disciplined. Those are all things that are required to perform at a high level in order to Improve them or develop them, whatever it might be, you have to let go of short term control. Are you willing to let go of the short term to get control in the long term? Or are you going to hold tight in the short term, avoid the opportunity to get better, avoid the discomfort of trying new things so you can continue to feel in control, knowing that at some point this year, Maybe it's April, maybe it's May, maybe it's July, I don't know. But at some point this year, because you sought early control, your business, something went boom in the night. Those prospects who told you that they were in or that they were going to make a decision this year, something happened in their business and they are not going to make a decision for change or they're going to go a different direction and you're left with a business or a pipeline that can't sustain itself. There's no plan B in it and now you've lost complete control.
1: For me, I, I think about this as, am I gonna do the thing today that makes me uncomfortable that I might suck at, but I'm gonna try it anyway because it could pay off dividends in the long term. And in the long term, it puts me in a better position for success because I did struggle through that process. And if I'm not willing to go through that process, I'm just going to get more of the same. And let's say one year from now in that long term, I look back and I say, well, I wish I would have tried this, or I wish I would have done more of this, or I wish my pipeline would have been better.
0: Can you embrace the discomfort of the short term in an effort to get better, improve your pipeline, improve your conversations, improve the viability of your business? Can you embrace that discomfort in the short term so that you can secure comfort in the long term versus what?
1: Looking back with regret.
0: And what would cause regret?
1: Not executing on things that made me uncomfortable. I look back and, you know, even the 12 week growth plan, I've struggled with it for the last almost three years. It, it's not new. I have a revived energy around it now that I haven't always had. And I think the first time I put together a 12 week growth plan, it it was overwhelming. And it was overwhelming because it was a bunch of new stuff I've never done before. And the risk of me failing was very high. I was trying to establish new habits that I knew were gonna take a lot of willpower and I wasn't sure I could do it.
0: You know, Kylie, I'm experimenting. And one of the things that I'm doing is I'm journaling every day when I am trying to be deliberate in putting myself in a scenario where it feels like I lack control. So I can try to become more conscious of how I make my decisions, right? Because subconsciously, we all thrive for that feeling of control. So I want to become more conscious and deliberate on not being in control because I know if I can effectively not be in control and embrace that discomfort, I'm going to take risks, I'm gonna do things different and I'm gonna make myself open to new ideas and new actions. But it's not easy, right? When we get into these routines that we're in and I
1: wanna try to avoid that. I think this is really how detachment plays out on a regular basis. You can't be attached to the outcomes. You have to be focused on the process and just have faith that if you're doing the right actions, they're going to pay off in the long run. But if you want the, the results right now today in the short term, you're attaching yourself to the wrong thing.
0: So this past two weeks, I reread Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now for the third time. It's interesting because each time I've read it, I use a different highlighter. And it's interesting to see what I highlight versus what I highlighted in the past. One of the things though I took away this time that I'd never highlighted before was this concept that whatever the moment is, embrace it. It's your moment. You've made the choices leading up to that moment. Don't fight the moment. Don't make the moment the enemy. And I think about that when we're pushing ourselves to get better or we're causing ourselves purposeful discomfort in an effort to improve the best way through that is stop focusing on the future which is what if i screw this up what if it doesn't go well what if i make an ass of myself that's all future thinking you're not in the moment you're bringing scarcity and attachment and all that right into the present and that causes current and immediate anxiety and hesitation and don't worry about the past which is, hey, you screwed this up before, or this environment, this situation, or whatever it is, hasn't worked out for you in the past. Being in the moment is just embracing that moment to say to yourself, this is where you are. You can't control anything more than where you are at this moment in time. So enjoy it. Make it yours. And I wonder how that will play out.
1: It's interesting, Dan, because what you're sharing about the power of now, it reminds me of something that I heard this week, which was your brain does not recognize what you stand to gain. Your brain only recognizes what it's going to lose. And we've said this before, you underestimate what you, what you stand to gain by doing something different. And you overestimate what you currently have in place. So if we think about that, our prospects are doing that all the time when they're debating change. We, as human beings, as the sales professional, are doing that too when it comes to how we choose to spend our day. And a lot of times we don't think about the what ifs in a positive way. So you're talking about you know, all of the things that could go wrong, but what if it goes perfectly right? What if this was the best change decision you ever made in your life?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of stuff that we talk about, Kylie, comes full circle. Full circle is, you know what? We have a choice. We could embrace discomfort now, try new things, get better, which means we have to let go of control. All that with the idea of improvement, both in what we do and our results. But in order to do all that, we have to be willing to make mistakes. The challenge with making mistakes is we tend to look at what we will lose or what we could lose in our efforts versus what we could gain. 30, 50,000 thoughts a day, 85% of them are negative. 90% of those 85 are continuous common negative themes. It all just is like one big cycle. And in order to break it, you just have to start to become more aware of that moment where you feel hesitation or angst and the only way to stop that is to remind yourself there is no future yet, there is no past, be and enjoy that moment and let go of control, embrace that discomfort. What I was thinking about from an example standpoint was, and I don't know, I mean, you know, you, You go into a conversation, you know, there's those normal routines and normal things that you do with a prospect, right? You try to read the situation. You're trying to maybe build a little rapport. Some will build more rapport or try to build more rapport than others. You know, you want to ask a few questions about their business. At the end of the day, you're hoping they're going to say something that aligns with your expertise so that you can start talking about what you do and how you can help. But somewhere along the way, right? You got to sit back and ask yourself, okay, what are the questions I should be asking? Not just the questions I want to ask, but the questions I should be asking. It's usually at that point where that sense of control kicks in because a lot of times those questions that you should be asking, you don't know the answers to. And those answers may not align with you making or advancing a sale. And so what do you do? You pull back from the questions to avoid the answers. And you did that to maintain, maintain that control. But did that really advance the sale? No. Does it really help your prospect think different about their business or generate a different perspective of what they're doing? Is it really working? No.
1: It keeps us safe because it maintains-
0: The illusion.
1: Yes. And it also gives us confidence when we know the answers. And that confidence is control in disguise. Thanks for listening to Breaking Sales. If you want to get engaged with us outside of this podcast, be sure to go to our website, lappin 180com That's lappin one 8 And there you'll find information on upcoming workshops, different events we're doing throughout the United States, ways to engage with us on social media, as well as a form where you can suggest topics or guests for the podcast. We want to hear from you, so don't be shy. Kylie out. All right, do we have another episode?